Hi, we are glad that you are here with us today. As the people of God, we are more than conqueror, and we can do all things to Christ who strengthens us. Our sincere hope is that you will be greatly blessed by the sharing today. Be the wise as the one who builds the house on a solid rock by putting the word of God into practice. If you need more information or you want to bless this ministry, please do visit our website at www.nbcsingapore.org. God bless you. Why don't we just give Jesus a big hand this uh, morning, right? Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, Pastor Stephen, for inviting me again. It's my honor to be here. And I'm always very blessed, you know, to be spending time with you, and especially on a Sunday afternoon with you in the house of God, in the presence of Jesus. Uh, I'm so sorry that I came uh, pretty late because uh, I was rushing from uh, our morning service. And uh, this weekend, uh, I was actually assigned to preach as well. And that's why, Pastor Stephen, thank you so much for your understanding uh, to make these changes and arrangement for me to be able to preach in the afternoon instead of the morning as well. Uh, I also have uh, make sure that we have the PowerPoint slides. It's okay, right? Praise God. Okay, let us pray before we begin, right? Father, we want to thank you that this morning, your presence is here with us. And we know, God, that 2022 will truly become a better year for each and every one of us. With Jesus, and Father, we pray that heaven be open over our, ma- over our life this uh, afternoon. Lord, that you will speak to us like only you can. And we pray that the Word of God will bring rhema into our life. In Jesus' name we pray, and everybody say, Amen. Amen. Now, church, before we begin today, I just want to say, Happy New Year and Kong Si Fatai. Praise God, right? Turn to your neighbor and tell them Kong Si Fatai. Amen, right? Now, you see, in every single new year, right, we will always say to one another that 2022 will become a better year. And our prayer is that at the beginning of the year, that this year will become better, that you and I will become stronger in faith. In our mind, we are always thinking, God, make me stronger. Make me uh, wiser as a person. Make me smarter this year. Make me someone that can do greater things than ever before so that this year I can achieve more, I can become more successful than all the previous years combined. And that's why at the beginning of this year, NBC, I want to ask you a very simple question. And I put up over here from the computer screen. The question that I have to you, to you today is this. NBC, if you can have one superpower in 2022, what kind of superhero power do you want to have or do you want to be? Now, for many of us, we are thinking, Jesus, give me more power. Give me more strength. Give me more energy. Right? So that this year, I can do greater things. I can achieve more things than the previous years. So I want to ask you this question. If you can have any superpower in this world, what kind of superpower do you want to have or do you want to be? Now, church, I want to ask you, right? How many of you here think that, oh, pastor, I want to become Superman. Anyone? Oh, nobody, yeah, really. Yeah. Okay, I'm sure everyone here, all the girls, you, how many of you want to become Wonder Woman? Huh? Really, nobody? Yeah. So, uh, so, I don't know what kind of superpower do you want to have, do you want to be. You know, in the service that I was preaching, uh, I was able to use you know, an interaction mode, right? Uh, what do you call that? We use the Mentimeter, we use Slido, 
and we asked people to actually scan the QR code and I asked them to put in their answers. Now, in most churches I go, right, I discovered that many of them have many, many answers. Many of them want to become like Superman. You know, in, in, in our church, you know, there's one superpower that they all desire to have. They all want to have the power to see uh, through the walls. So I asked them, what do you want to see? Hallelujah, right? Many of them say, I want to have the power to go back in time. I want to have the power of time travel. They want to go to the future. They also want to go back to the past. Right? Many of them want to become like Spider-Man. Want to become like Batman. Now, church, this is very normal and understandable. Because we humans, we all desire to become more powerful, like gods. We want to have God-like power so that we can do great things for God, so that we can do great things for ourselves. But this morning, at the beginning of this year, I want to propose to you this phenomenon. While we humans actually desire to have more God-like powers, to become more like gods, do you notice that God, who is all-powerful and all-knowing and also immortal, on the other hand, decided from the beginning of time to come down to earth and instead choose to become human. We humans want to become like gods. But God, on the other hand, chose to come down and to become human and identify Himself with you and I. He came down. He could have been Superman. He could have been Batman. He could have been, you know, Spider-Man, he could have been all the powers that you and I imagine to be or to have. But instead, he chose this power called to be human. And he came down so that he can become our savior. Now that's why this phenomena is both surprising and also puzzling. That why is it a good God who is so powerful decided to come down to become like you and I. You know what, NBC? At the beginning of this year, in order for us to live through this year, I want to encourage you. And I want, to, I want you to read this Philippians chapter 2. And this is my opening verse. And this is a verse that I really want you to take home and to ponder and to think and to reflect for yourself. Now look at Philippians chapter 2 verse 5 and 7. He says this, in your relationship with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. That means what? If you want to live your life with one another, and if you want to live your life this year, you must begin with this mindset of Christ Jesus. This mindset of Christ Jesus. And what kind of mindset? Philippians begin to describe this mindset of Christ Jesus. He said this, Who being in the very nature of God, or who being in the very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in an appearance of a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on the cross. Wow! 
you know what church? This is what I want to begin with for you in 2022. Because this is the key to us receiving salvation and God's grace for our life. You know what church? How many of you know that this world that we are living in is not getting easier, but it's getting harder? You know what? Just a couple of days ago, I was in a fellowship and I was listening to Pastor Naomi Dowdy. And she was relating that this year, right, outside is getting more stormy. It is not getting more and more peaceful. You know, with all the Russia and Ukraine tension heating up, with all the economy, stock market crashing, cryptocurrency crashing, the economy has been very unstable. And for us this year, right, facing the pandemic, who is, very, who is still uncertain, it is very unstable and uncertain for each and every one of us. And she was saying this, how can we Christians navigate through the storm? We can only navigate through the storm when we learn to focus our eyes on Jesus. But what do you mean when you say focus your eyes on Jesus? <laughs> what do you mean when you say that, Pastor, you need to focus your eyes more on Jesus? You need to, you need to you know, uh, rely more on God. Well, church, this is what the Bible verse is trying to tell us. NBC, no matter how uncertain the world may be, as long as you have Jesus, His salvation and His grace will carry you through and you will continue to be successful this year despite of what is happening around you. How many of you can say amen? amen? And the key is this. The key is have the mindset of Jesus. And what do you mean by having the mindset of Jesus? Jesus said, the Bible says that even though He is God, but He chose to empty Himself and chose to depend fully on God. He chose to embrace His weakness and decide to fully depend on God. How can you and I navigate through uncertainty in 2022 and in our life? This is the word. Learn to acknowledge and identify with our human weaknesses and limitations. Don't always think, Pastor, how can I become more powerful? <laughs> how can we become more like Superman? How can we become more like Batman? How can I become more powerful like God? No, 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 no. Learn to embrace our limitation. Learn to embrace our humanity. Learn to embrace our weakness. But don't just stop there. But learn to also at the same time like Jesus, to surrender yourself to God. Learn to depend more on God. How many of you can say amen? Turn to your neighbor and tell him, I need to depend on God. Hallelujah, right? Say, say to one another, right? You need to depend on God. You need to depend on God. That means acknowledge our human limitation. But learn to depend on God. Now church, this is what I want to really focus on today. How can you and I depend on God? And in what way you and I can depend on God for your life. You know what, church? Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15, 16 says, Jesus is our great high priest. And the Bible says this, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way just as we are, and yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Church, this is the key to receiving salvation, to receiving grace, 
as you go through uncertainties in life. How? Embrace your limitation, but learn to depend more on God. Learn to depend more on God. But pastor, how can you depend more on God? Okay, point number one, right? Very simple. Depending on God is not a weakness, but it is strength. Depending on God is not a weakness, but strength. Who can say amen? And I want to illustrate this point over here from this story, from this testimony, this woman called Joni Erickson Tada. And if you guys have heard about her, I'm sure you guys will be very inspired by her story. Joni Erickson Tada. Now, what happened is that Joni Erickson Tada, at the age of only 17 years old, had a freak diving accident that resulted in her being paralyzed from the neck down. So she was 17 years old. She was very beautiful. She was very athletic. And she had a great future ahead of her. But what happened was that this tragedy has changed her life around. Overnight, she became a paralyzed disabled. She became paralyzed. And her future seems very dark and bleak right now. And what used to be a very bubbly person is now facing a very grim future. Now, Joni is a Christian. And as a Christian, she believed in miracles. And how many of you know that we believe in miracles and God has the power to heal us as well? Who can say amen? amen. So, she began to search in the Bible for a verse or a story that she can hold on to for her miracle in life. And she said this, she found it in Luke chapter 5, verse 18 to 19. Okay, right? So let's read this verse, right? She said this, some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a mat and tried to make him, take him to the house to lay him before Jesus. But when they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, they went up to the roof, lowered him on his mat through the tiles into the middle of the crowd right in front of Jesus. So as she read this story, she began to find that verse that got her very excited. And that is verse 24, 25. He said to the paralyzed man, I tell you, get up, take up your mat and go home. And immediately he stood up in front of them, took what he had been lying on, went home praising God. When she read this verse, she got very excited. So she said, this verse is for me. So every day she claimed this verse for herself. And every day, she will use this verse to give her hope and faith and she will go to every miracle healing crusade to be prayed for, to be laid hands upon, and to ask the preacher to lay hands on her, to pour anointing oil upon her as well, so that she will experience a miracle. But unfortunately, every attempt and every endeavor ended up in grave disappointment leaving her the same as before, a disabled. And you know what? In her desperation and in her deep disappointment, she began to question her faith. She was getting angry with God. She was frustrated with God. Why is it that the verse is not helping? So she began to pray and the Holy Spirit began to lead her and tell her, Joni, read that verse again. Read that verse again. And she, as she begin to read the verse and study the verse, she begin to realize that actually, because of her desire to want to get healed, because of 
her urgency that she wants to get healed, she realized that when she read Luke chapter 5, she forgot or she was blinded verse 20 and verse 24. She realized that she was blinded from reading this verse, verse 20 to verse 24. So she read Luke chapter 5, verse 18 to 19, and immediately she go to verse 25 where the man got healed. <laughs> How many of you are guilty of that as well? Praise God, hallelujah, right? <laughs> we want something, so we look at a verse, and when we found the verse, we claim that verse. We don't care about the context. We don't care about what he has to say. We just claim that verse for us. So she began to read. And as she read, the Holy Spirit gave her revelation. Now, look at what verse 20, 24 says. When Jesus saw their faith, when the man was put down in front of him, he said, friend, your sins are forgiven. And then Jesus asked, which is easier? To say your sins are forgiven or to say, get up and walk. But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. Do you know, when Joni read this verse, she had a revelation. And today, this question is being put before us, NBC. Which one, when you read this verse, what is your thought regarding this verse? What is your interpretation regarding this verse? Because when Jesus asks you, which one is easier, to forgive sin or to say to someone who is quadriplegic, stand up and walk? Which is easier? How many of you think that it is easier to say your sins are forgiven? Correct or not? Yeah? Is it? Yeah, correct, right? I mean, come on, it's easier, isn't it? If someone offended you, if someone offends you, it's easier to say, I forgive you. I forgive you. <laughs> you know, to give up forgiveness is easier. I forgive you. 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 But pastor, to say to someone who is quadriplegic, stand up and walk, it's harder. To do a miracle is harder. But this is where the revelation is. God began to show Joni. But Joni, do you know, for me, it's the other way around. Because for me, to heal someone of a sickness of his disability is as easy as creating the sun and the moon. For me to heal someone of his sickness is as easy as saying the word, let there be light, and this person will be healed instantly. How many of you can say amen? But to forgive sin, God cannot subcon this job to Superman. God cannot ask Batman to die on his behalf. God cannot use Wonder Woman to die on the cross to forgive you of your sin. That's why he said only the Son of Man has the authority to forgive sin. And that's why he was telling Johnny, but do you know, to me, it is harder to forgive men of their sins. Because to forgive sin, it requires me to come down from heaven myself. I cannot subcon it to Superman, you know. I cannot call my servant to come down to earth. I myself must come down. And I must empty myself. And I must become like human. And I must identify with human. And after those period is over, then I must die like a human. And I must trust God completely for my resurrection so that I can become the perfect substitute for mankind to forgive us of all our sin and to free us from sin. Jesus, give me 
You know what? To forgive sin is not so easy. It requires God Himself to forgive our sin. It requires God to come down and identify Himself together with us. You know what, friends? When Joni began to read this verse and had this revelation, she broke down and she cried. And you know what she said? She said this, right? I mean, I'm sorry I have the Indonesian verse, uh, Indonesian translation so that many of you, some of you can also understand. She said this, I collapsed in tears when I began to glimpse how heinous my sin was. And then she said this, right? Physical healing paled in comparison to the unthinkable abuse my transgression heaped unto the Lord. She began to realize that to God, it is more important to forgive us of all our sins instead of just being focused, healing our sicknesses. To God, forgiving of our sins is more important. Saving us of our soul is more important. Choosing right, to be in a right relationship with God is more important than you wanting to be healed. You see, that's why, you know, at the beginning of this year, I asked our church this question. We always say, I want to become a better year, right? This year, I want to be, uh, this year, make 2022 a better year. Who can say amen? But what is your version of better versus God's version of better? Because your version of better may be richer, bigger, better, (laughs) more prayers answered. But maybe God's version of better for you is different. Because sometimes He will allow you to go through seasons of wilderness. Because seasons of wilderness are the best seasons for growth for you. Because when you and I are thinking only for a better year, God is actually using this year to make you a better person. In this situation, Joni realized that God is more concerned with us than just blessing us. God is more concerned with our life rather than just blessing us with what we want. And you know what? When she read that, she realized, Oh God, I'm so sorry. My sin is more urgent to be dealt with than my physical disability. Her sin. And as a result of that, Joni began to accept her destiny in God. And she accepted the fact, maybe for the rest of my life, I may not get healed. But however, Because my sin has been forgiven and my life is made right with God, God can still do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And she decided to accept the fact that maybe healing is not for her for this season of time. But she will be healed when she goes to heaven. Who can say amen? And so she began to say, right? Nevertheless, I chose to right now, despite of my weakness and disability, decided to trust in God. I put my life and depend fully on God. I completely entrust myself to Jesus. I begin to say, Lord, take all of me. I want to learn to depend more on you. You know what, church? As a result of that, she began to realize, depending on God is not a weakness, but a strength. Hallelujah, praise God. But yet many of us, We cannot live like that. We don't want to live like that. We don't want to live a life where we are dependent on someone. We want to live a life independent of anyone. 
But God is bringing her into a life of complete, total dependency on Jesus. So she decided, I depend on my life on God. And she realized, depending on God is a strength, not weakness. Now church, pastor, how, how strong did she become? Well, I just want to show you a few slides. How strong did Joni become? Well, at this moment of time, Joni is already 72 years old. And she has already lived through her life as a disabled for 55 years. And do you know, 55 years as a quadriplegic, never once she wanted to end her life. Never once she complained and she wanted to say, God, end my life right now. But she has been happy living her life to the fullest with God. Right now she is 72 years old, 55 years as a quadriplegic. And do you know, she even got married to this guy called Ken Tada. Guys, she is a quadriplegic and yet she's able to get married. And here we are, fully able body, still singles. Huh? <laughs> still cannot make fun during Chinese New Year. Ah, boy, ah, when are you going to get married? Ah? When are you going to have a girlfriend? Ah? Because she realized depending on God is a strength. Depending on God means you're less reliant on your personality, on yourself, but fully reliant on the Holy Spirit. And then the Holy Spirit come upon you. It will produce the fruits of the Holy Spirit. They will become attractive to people. Do you know that she got married to this guy called Ken Tada in 1982? And together, she formed this organization called Joni and Friends. And Joni and Friends exists to help disabled communities all around the world. And because of this organization, she has brought hope, inspiration to millions of people who are disabled. She became, very, uh, she became very successful as a speaker, as a motivator, and as a preacher. And she even became a singer you know, in one of the Hollywood movies, a Christian movie. And she has preached in front of millions of people all around the world. And do you know, she also has received many, many awards in her lifetime. I don't have time to put it up here, uh, you know, as, 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 as a slide. But I put up here all the lists that she got, all the awards that she received, all the honorary degrees that she has received from various universities of the world. NBC, how many of you agree with me? What she has accomplished is way more than any able person has ever accomplished in life. How many of you can say amen? I mean, for her, she has already accomplished so much more than I am. And yet, she is a disabled. Do you know, she also has written many numerous best-selling books. And she has also overcome cancer three times. And at this moment of time, her cancer is still in remission. And church, she said, the key is depending on God for my life. That depending on God is a strength, not weakness. And you know what? When she learned to be dependent on God, she became not shy to depend on people and to ask for help from people who can say amen. And church, this is the thing, right? For many of us, we work hard 
to become independent to the point that we tell ourselves, I don't need God and I don't need people. Do you know, to you is strength, but to God is weakness. Because there is only so much that you can do as a human being. And in this world full of uncertainty, you and I must realize, without God, we can do nothing. Who can say amen? You know, this pandemic has proved a point that even the rich, no matter how rich they are, they could not find the cure to heal them of their diseases once they got COVID. You know what, NBC, you must understand that as times are drawing near towards the end times, God is preparing His church. And the way He's preparing His church is that the people, the millennials, the young people must realize you and I must start living our life depending on God for, in, in, in everything that we do. Who can say amen? amen? And you know what? Because of that, she's very comfortable. She is not egoistic. She doesn't feel ashamed of her disability. She doesn't feel ashamed of her inadequacy. You know what? She said this on her very first date with Ken Tada. The very first date when she went out with Ken on their very first date. Do you know she said this? I had to ask him for help to change my urine bag. I need to ask him to help me to change my urine bag. Can you imagine going on a first date and the girl asks you, please help me to change my urine bag? I don't think you will go for another date with the girl again. And she said, on our first date, my hands are useless. I cannot do anything. I need him to feed me. I need him to change my urine bag. And you know what? She's not shy. She doesn't feel that, she doesn't feel low self-esteem. She knows that her life, when I learn to depend on God, depending on people is chicken feet. Hallelujah. She has no low self-esteem. And she understands that this is who she is. But she finds strength in completely depending on God. Oh, come on, let's give Jesus a big round of applause, shall we? Hallelujah. How about you today? How about you today? Are you feeling trapped in a cycle of frustration? Because you feel that you are weak. Because you feel that circumstances don't allow you to thrive beyond what you think or imagine you can be. And as such, you feel trapped. I wish that I can be born in a richer family. I wish I can be more anointed. I wish that I can be more, uh, you know, I can be prettier. Oh, pastor, I wish that my face can be more like Song Ti Ah. Huh? Okay, maybe you all don't know. Oh, never mind. Amen, right? Oh, pastor, maybe I can be taller. Maybe I can be richer. Maybe I can be more anointed. Maybe I can speak better. And many of us, we feel trapped in this cycle of frustration that we feel that we are not good enough. We are inadequate. We feel that we don't have the means like anyone else. And we fall into the trap of FOMO, the fear of missing out. You know what, church? Many people, when they feel trapped, they become paralyzed, just like Joni. But that's the key, isn't it? When you feel that you are trapped and when you feel that you are paralyzed, that's the time you need to come to God and say, Jesus, but with you, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Nothing is impossible before God. When I learn to put my trust in you, when I learn to depend fully on you, who can say amen? amen. And the thing is this, how did Joni learn to do that? Learn to accept your limitation. Learn to accept your weaknesses. Don't feel shy about it. 
learn to grow, learn to take lessons, how to overcome it, but fully dependent on Jesus. Who can say amen? Now the thing is this, John Arnold, one of the writers, Christian author, in his book called Seeking Peace, he said this, accepting our weakness is more than just acknowledging our limitation. So guys, acknowledging your limitation is important. But depending on God is more than just acknowledging your limitation. It is actually experiencing a power much greater than our own and learning to surrender ourselves to it. And he said, in my estimation, this is the single most important insight with regard to the kingdom of God. That means you acknowledge that you are limited, but you know that there is a power greater than you. And as such, you need to put your trust and faith on Jesus Christ. And that in all things, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Oh, hallelujah. And that's exactly what Paul meant in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9 and 10. Alright? Now, let's all read this verse since it's afternoon, right? After lunch. So sometimes we can get very drowsy, yeah? Hallelujah, right? But we depend on God's Word to wake us up. Who can say amen? Let's all read this verse. 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9 and 10. This is Paul's words. And he said what? One, two, three. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Wow. Come on, let's give Jesus a big hand. Hallelujah. You know what, church? This is exactly what God wants to do in us in 2022. You don't focus on the storms outside. You focus on, the, on Jesus who is walking on water. And let him be the one to captain your ship to the other side. Who can say amen? Make Jesus at the same time to become the anchor of your soul. And fully depend on him. And you know what church? The beautiful thing is this. This is exactly why he came down to this earth for you. <laughs> this is his job. But problem is many of us don't allow him to do his job, you see. How many of you are, are frustrated with your bosses if they don't allow you to do your job? The problem is, he, this is his job, but we don't allow him to do his job. Why? Because of our pride. God, you, you just take care. Lah. You just take care of heaven. Let me take care of earth. Right? You just take care of your side. Let me just take care of my side. You don't, you don't bother my, 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 my life. You don't bother my, my situation. Don't bother what I have to give up. Don't bother about my sin. Don't bother about my life. Let me do what I like to do with my life. But you stay on your side. I can tell you this. If you live your life like that, He cannot help you. The power of God cannot be made perfect in you. And that's why, isn't it? The problem is this. God cannot turn your weakness into strength when you are too busy denying that the weakness exists. Right? Or you are too ashamed about them. No, NBC, at the beginning of this year, start and learn to embrace your humanity. Accept your weakness and your limitation. But not as your identity. But learn to fully depend on Jesus Christ. How many of you can say amen? Oh, come on, let's give Jesus a big round of applause. Hallelujah. You know what? 
in closing, right, I'm not going to preach very long, but I understand to do this is not easy. To do this requires a lot for us, a lot of us to do it. Because we are not accustomed to depend on someone else. As humans, we all want to become stronger, to become like gods. But this concept of accepting our weaknesses and depending on Jesus is very foreign to us. But what God is trying to tell us is this. I'm not asking you to lose control. I'm just asking you to give up control. I'm not asking you to lose control over your life. You're not going to lose control over your life. I'm just asking you to give up your control and let Jesus be the one who controls you, who gives you life. Oh, but pastor, did you, hear, did you just hear what you have just said? You, know? you are asking somebody to control me over my dead body. Hallelujah. Right? I'm not going to allow anybody to control me. Nobody has the power to control me. Is that so? The problem is this, friends. We are created by God to be dependent on God. We are created by God to depend on Him, not independent of Him. Who can say amen? So therefore, if you remove God out of the equation, we, designed by God as weak, as limited, will inevitably depend on something else. And if it is not God, we will depend on money. If it is not God, we will depend on relationship. If, we, if it is not God, we are dependent on our appearance. If it is not God, we will be dependent on popularity. We will be dependent on our own strength. We will be dependent on academy. We will be dependent on things and not of God. And church, I just want to let you know this. We are also created to work alongside God. With Him, not without Him. Without Him, we are nothing. Who can say amen? But the moment we step out of this original design, the moment we say, I don't need God, I can depend on my riches. I can depend on my money. I can depend on my good looks. I can depend on, you know, on having big things in my life. I can depend on my husband, my wife, my children. You know what, church? This is where the problem lies. Because all other things that you use to fill that vacuum of dependency is futile. And it's only temporary. It can never satisfy you. Sooner or later, all these things will fade away when storms come your way. Who can say amen? And the moment you and I decide to be independent from God, you will inevitably turn to other things to become your master, to control you, to give you security. And so, today, if money is your security, you turn to money. But if money, right, is shaken, you, you look for other things to control you. So you say what? Oh, don't worry, right? You go to investment, <laughs> right? Long-term investment, right? Career, have a, good, have a good career. That will replace your fear of money. But friends, this is a problem, isn't it? Some people, they have a lot of issue with identity. They turn to something else for control, to become their masters, to fulfill their vacuum. They turn to relationship, boy number one. But if boy number one fails, they go to boy number two. And if boy number two fails, they go to boy number three. To boy number four, boy number five. Hopefully, don't become girl number one. Hallelujah, right? Because they are so, so 
disappointed with life. They are so disappointed with everything that is happening in their life. And they think that relationship can fulfill their vacuum. And you know what, friends? At the end of the day, I want, to write, I want you to see this. In life, we eventually simply just trade masters, but not realizing you are perpetually remain enslaved. Oh, how many, how many can say amen? But a Christian, a Christian is someone who recognizes that our real problem is not in achieving independence or freedom, but rather in learning service under the true and a better master. And that is Jesus Christ. And that is Jesus. I surrender my life to you. And I give my life to you completely. And if I can give everything to you, you are going to be the one that gives me security. And even when I go through storms in life, I know that I will not be afraid because you are with me and that you will carry me through all the way to the other side. And even, Lord, you don't heal me today. I know that when I die, the moment I close my eyes, you already immediately will save me and I will be in heaven together with you and I will be in eternity, happy as can be. How many of you can say amen? You know, I'm not being morbid over here. Oh, Pastor, how come you're so morbid and passive? No, 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 no. Like I said, depending on God is not a weakness, but it is a strength. And I can tell you this, it is so vitally necessary, especially this year. Learn to be like Joni. And that is first recognize that you need God. Recognize that without God, you are nothing. But with Jesus, even though it's going to be hard, even though we know that it's going to be tough, but with Jesus, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. How many of you can say amen? You know what? I want to end by saying this. When God comes to us, it is not for us to avoid valleys or avoid troubles. You cannot avoid troubles. You cannot avoid problems. But with Jesus, He will make sure that you are able to walk through the valley. And that's why sometimes the way out of darkness is not to escape from it. The way out of darkness is to walk through it. And that's why life is like that, isn't it? We have to walk through life. But if Jesus is with us, then I can tell you this. You, can't, you don't have to be afraid. God is with you. And God is going to sustain you. And God is going to strengthen you from beginning all the way to the very end. NBC, I hope that today's word ministers to you and give you a perspective. And today, Luke chapter 5, it says, God is more concerned with our life more than just healing us or blessing us. So before we start the year and kong si fa chai all the way, why don't we come back again and say, Jesus, let my life be right again with you. If there is any sins that we harbor in life, Jesus, I want to confess them all to you. And I want to ask you to forgive me. And I want to ask you to make my life right again with you. And secondly, after that, Jesus, from today, help me to depend on you for my business, career, and for my life. And if you can do that, wow, I can tell you this, 2022 will become truly a better year for you. And everybody say, Amen. Let's give Jesus a big round of applause. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, why don't we all stand up on our feet? And I want you to begin to pray. Close your eyes and pray right now. 
And if you can pray in tongues, I want you to pray in the spirit right now. Thank you, Jesus. You know, NBC, today, before we end, I want to pray for you. But maybe there are some of you here in this place, like what I've said just now. You actually feel trapped in a cycle of inadequacy. You actually are feeling frustrated with your life because you feel inadequate. Because you feel that your life is very unfair. You feel that you don't have the blessing that other people have. And as a result of that, you are feeling trapped, you are feeling frustrated, and you are feeling, God, I wish that I have more. I can have blessing so that my life can become better. Friends, do you know that can be a deception from the devil? Because where God places you, there is a blessing. And today, if you choose to depend fully on Jesus, He will show you treasures in darkness. He will show you ways that no man can ever see or imagine. But you need to learn to trust fully on Jesus. You need to learn to trust fully on Jesus. And sometimes you cannot see it. You know, NBC, I want to share with you, even with my children, you know, every Singapore's parents' dream is for the children to do well in life, to go to a good school, go to university, and become somebody. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, I'm a pastor. When I first have my children, that's my prayer. That's my wish. That's my expectation. That's what I want my children to be. But you know, fast forward, my first child is already 18 years old. Guess what? <laughs> he is totally opposite from my expectation. <laughs> he went to normal academy. He went to ITE right now, second year. He chose engineer. And I told him, do you want to go to university? Ah, uh, I don't think so. Maybe I just want to go to poly and just start working. You know what, friends? As a parent, you will be disappointed. <laughs> and sometimes for me, I'll be thinking, God, you know who I am or not? I'm a pastor. Leh. But that's the thing, isn't it? The more you insist on having it your way, the more your life will become miserable. And you will not be able to see your children as beautiful. You can only see them as useful. You know, so many parents are using their children as useful items, right? You better go to university, yeah? So that this Chinese New Year, I can use you to make me look good in front of the Sanku Liupo. <laughs> you better go to university. You better do well in life. You better drive good cars. You better be rich so that I can use you to make me look good in front of my colleagues, in front of my friends. Friends, is it for your good or is it for their good? Only God knows what is good for each and every one of us. That's why you need to surrender <laughs> and say, Jesus, never mind. Lah. If they don't live up to my expectation, Jesus, give me the grace to love them. Give me the grace to appreciate them. Give me the grace to just love them for who they are. I'll tell you, my friend, when, I, when God set me free from that expectation, I learned to appreciate my children so much more. And they're so beautiful. I tell you, they're not perfect. They're far from... 
super far from perfect but with Jesus that's why with Jesus everything will be made beautiful in His time so NBC are you able to do that? because if you can do that 2022 is going to become a better year well, if that is you, I want you to just lift up your hands and let me just pray for you right now. Father, you see those hands that are lifted up. You see those frustrations inside them. You see, God, the turmoil, the struggle that they are feeling on the inside. Pertaining to life, pertaining to children, pertaining to expectations that are not met. But Jesus, today you have come to set us free and you have come to give us life and life more abundantly. And that's why Jesus today I choose to surrender my life to you. NBC, surrender your marriage. Maybe your marriage has not met your expectation. Don't worry. Surrender yourself to God and you will find treasures in the midst of struggle. Surrender your career. Surrender your finances. Father, today we surrender all of our life to you. And as we learn to surrender them all, and Lord, be happy and be joyful in the Lord. Lord, you are going to show us treasures in the darkness. You're going to show us miracles. You're going to lead us into a beautiful destination. So Father, we thank you in advance for a great year as we put our trust in you completely. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody say, NBC everybody say, oh, let's give Jesus a big hand. Hallelujah. Woo! Amen. Turn to your neighbor and tell them, depend on God.